Tokyo Perfect Drift revealed. More Monsters leaks. Spooky completes the TNA run. For now. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston of Pinball Magazine. And I'm Martin Ayer from Pinball News. And welcome to our monthly free audio podcast uh, with the latest industry news from the uh, industry of pinball. And this month we're a little ahead. Usually we're here uh, the first week of the month, but since it's December and there's hardly any news, which still won't keep us from talking for two hours, but still, <laughs> um, uh, we decided we do this before New Year's Eve. Um, so that's why we're here already now. Yes, because let's face it, after New Year's Eve, we're all going to be too hungover to work out what, what year it is, let alone what month it was. So, yes, let's look back on the wonderful month of December. And where should we start? Well, start I'd, I'd with... say with the, um, the refreshing news, I would say, that um, STR Pinball and Quetzal Pinball are uh, teaming up together, and they revealed a new game called Tokyo Perfect Drift. It did indeed. It's um, it's been designed by uh, Antonio, um, who uh, was of course well known for Captain Nemo dives again, and um, he he told us that he was um, he was working on his follow up to that game when uh, STR Pinball came and uh, asked him to design a uh, rather simpler sort of single level game, which seems to be very popular these days after. Um, games such as TNA and, and Beatles. Beatles, yeah, um, to sort of fill in before um, he, his game is ready next year. So um, Antonio worked on that and um, designed it, and um, he unveiled it on uh, well on the ninth of December. And um, it's a it's, it is a single level game. It's a it's a very attractive um, artwork package on it. Like um, Captain Nemo, it's got a, an LCD display, um, although this one's in the back box rather than in the play field. Um, if there's anything you want to add about uh, about the game? Or anything, any thoughts about it, Jonathan? Well, um, I've seen um, a couple of videos of uh, gameplay, and um, I'd say that um, I think the play field looks interesting, but I'm still looking for a game. If you catch my drift. Right. So it No it pun shoots, intended. It shoots well, but you're not seeing any any sort of um any progression or any rule set or any anything that, that, that Or make, even a simple you, like what are what are you supposed to do? Um right, yeah. sort of objectives in the game. Right. So um, uh, it is an interesting layout, I'd say uh, I'd say that. I'm um I thought the art package looks um uh, very nice and uh, and yeah, refreshing. Certainly very colourful. I'd say yeah. that with all the purples and blues in there. Um, almost neon effects. I did see some Facebook posts of people immediately objecting against the artwork because it was um, uh, uh, too sexy, apparently, for some people. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. And. Um, um, and it appears to me, um, okay, maybe I should, maybe I'll cut this, or maybe I won't. Um, but it appears to me that um, uh, more and more people seem to bother themselves more with whether something is politically correct than get excited about a new game being revealed. And these are people that are supposed to be in the hobby, 
And I think it's rather worrisome that political correctness is taking over um, the excitement for a new game. Yeah, I agree. There's going to be quite a few people out there who, who want to be offended um, by by anything they can find and not necessarily on their own behalf, but on behalf of other people who they think they should be supporting and, and be offended for. But anyway, it's not uh, it's not dwell on that too much because it is a season of goodwill um, and um, that can always be a New Year's resolution to uh, to be a little more uh, accommodating, shall we say, and, uh, and accepting of, of other people's opinions. Um, but uh, getting back to um, Tokyo Perfect Drift, yes, it's uh, it's bright neon colour. I, th- I think the artwork is very much in keeping with the the theme and the the way those races are held right. in uh, in Japan. Um, so I don't think there's any any complaints on that level. No, it's, and, it's probably very authentic, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. It's bright, it's garish, it's fast, um, and yeah, you're right. It it does. Um, it does have those elements which which some people might find a problem with, but yeah, hey, that, well, that's, complaint that's to the how Japanese. they actually are. Yeah, right. that's that, that's uh, that's true to life, I'd say. Um, what I also um, uh, in the videos that I saw, what I noticed is that uh, there was some sort of a, um, um, a trans track as audio in the background. Um, but it didn't have the effect that the soundtrack of TNA had on me mm. yes uh, um, yeah. so yeah, um, of, I'm uh, all for trance music in pinball but uh, this was just like um, a placeholder music and there was nothing there were no modes nothing was changing we're just flipping the ball around on a trance uh, track and that was it yes uh, I think uh, when they launched the game there was um, apparently about 50% of the rules in there um, and uh, only two songs in at the moment, uh, which composed by uh, Antonio's brother, uh, Cristobal. Right. Um, but there will be a lot more music in the game uh, over the next few weeks, and uh, and the rest of the rules will be uh, put in as well. So, uh, but the, the price is um, four thousand three hundred ninety-five euros. Well, wait, uh, which... that's something that's surprising, I'd say. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a low-end price, uh, five thousand dollars. Um, just under four thousand uh, pounds, I guess, plus tax um, in, in in whatever region you're buying it, um, and actually start expecting to uh, to manufacture these games in January, um, right. so with most of the parts coming from Spain. Right. Um, so I'd be tempted to buy one if, but I I I, um, I want to see more rules first, because yeah. from what I saw right now, it looks good, but. Um, I'm still missing a game yeah, in, 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 in the game, so to speak. Well, the rules are always going to be fairly simplistic, I think. But yes, um, there's, there's no reason they, could, they couldn't have more in there. Or uh, all the rules that should have been spelled out um, and haven't been uh, implemented yet will will obviously get in there. Right. So, And maybe, um, I don't know, um, maybe they need someone with an objective eye to look at the play field and maybe come up with a completely different rule set than what they have in mind. And that might actually work better. Yes. Um, I wonder what, wonder what the possibilities might be of, um, of doing some sort of customization option where you can actually write your own rules if you wanted to. Right. Um, obviously, it's using Antonio's um, own controller board, so that may or may not be possible. But um, yeah, we'll, we can find out over the next few uh, weeks. 
Right. Um, and still, for the price that you're paying for that game, um, I'm almost surprised to, that they are, are breaking even on that, let alone making money. Yeah, well, there isn't, there isn't a lot of hardware in the game, is there? Um, there, there, there are no, no sort of big toys in there other than the, the screen, I suppose, which uh, is almost like a standard these days. The right. rest of it being, being drop targets or stand-up targets. Um and pop bumpers and slingshots and flippers and uh, that's about it really. I don't. Uh, the, probably the the most most impressive part is going to be the lighting on it, which uh, which I think um, they have a have a lot of scope to do some nice effects on, particularly you know once they start races and things like that. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, good luck for them. Um, yeah. So that's a game that's that's one game which is coming up. Right. Um, now we, uh, if we move over to um, and um, almost the opposite end of the manufacturing spectrum to to the biggest people manufacturer and Stern, and um, what they've been doing and what they've been, should we say, teasing, revealing, yeah, Te- teasing us with, teasing, yes. yeah, yes, good idea. Um, so yes, um, well, let's let's start with what they're doing now, because um, the game Primus, which uh, we just got in in the last podcast right um as having just been announced uh that is now shipping and i don't know how it's selling well they're only limiting it to 108 machines i believe which is 100 for sale and eight for the team and the band and the um, promotional company right Uh, Um, what i understood is that they are manufacturing the first 50 um this month in december and the remaining games uh, will be on the line in January. Right. Okay. So. I did have a quick look at the Primus merchandise shop just now to see what uh, if, if you can buy them there. And uh, it, it lets you order up to six at a time through the shop there. Well, that means they have six or they just put some artificial number in um, to stop people uh, messing about too much. But, yes, uh, if you want to buy, buy the game, you can order it through Primus's merchandising. Okay, so and uh, what's interesting to note is that um, on Facebook appeared a photo of the Primus game being in production with, in the background, monsters also being assembled. Mm. Yes, I didn't see that myself, but uh, I heard about it. And... uh that's that's one of the uh, one of the leaks about monsters. One of the many leaks about monsters that we've uh, we've had from Stern, um, either intended or not. You you make your own mind up on that, right? Well, I, th- I think we, I think we think it's all uh, all planned, carefully uh, choreographed. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite right. And um, uh, the actual launch date or the the reveal date uh, of the monsters has not been has not been set in stone yet but well, there's a lot of speculation that with it's the going game, to be uh, with the game being on the line I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can expect the game to be shown at the uh, CES show in January and the EAG show in London as well yeah CES show runs January 8th to 11th in Las Vegas so you can probably expect it to to be revealed slightly before that, you know, in in uh, in the week before, but the second to the seventh or something like that, um, and then appearing at the CES show, um, and then as, as you say, over the EAG show in in London um, a week or so later. Right. So, and uh, one of the other leaks uh, around monsters was that apparently um, a Primus game 
shipped with a monster's manual inside instead of a primus manual. Now that's a mistake. <laughs> I, that I find that very very odd for uh, something to occur like that as an accident. That that must, either it must have been choreographed or either it's a completely made up story, um, uh, which is just a nice story to add, and everybody's buying it apparently. Um, I did. I have to say I didn't fully investigated on pin side i didn't dive into the monsters uh, thread uh, for uh, all these clues and whether somebody actually got that that um uh, that manual because um i think there were only two pictures and i i see the the same pictures uh, popping up all over uh, all over again uh, all the time so mm. um I think I saw there was a list of um, of rules that was as was spelled out in the manual of the game, so that that might add some credence to that. Right. So, uh, but anyway, um, no matter how you look at it, Monsters is coming. There's no doubt about it. Yes, indeed. It's not on the uh, Stern website yet, but speaking of the Stern website, they have a new website. Right. Um, with uh, lots of lots of scrolling tickers and lots of big pictures. Um, it's been given a, a refresh. Looks very sort of WordPressy to me. I'm sure the previous one was as well. Um, um, no, the previous one was different. Actually, I I, uh, I have to say I like this new uh, website of Stern better than the previous one. I had a slightly negative experience with it, I suppose, when I first loaded it up because I was doing it on my phone and it only and it only half loaded uh, the first time, which. Um, ended up with you only getting, like, the first four characters of each game name. Uh, hmm. So you get, like, the B or something. Where it's well, that's why we have abbreviations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're doing that for all of them. So it's a nice little game to try, and the pictures weren't appearing either. So it's a nice, interesting game to try and work out what the games really were. Uh, or you just get something that said dead on it, which wasn't that great, you know. Um, but since then, I've, I've loaded it again a couple of times and it's been fine, so we're just teething troubles at the time. But yes, it's um, it's, a, it's a lot bigger. There's a, there's a lot of stuff on there now. Um, a lot of good content, including the sort of game location finder and the, the, the Stern um, Pro Circuit rankings on there and uh, all on the front page. So, uh, yeah, looks nice. Right. So, and um, to conclude uh, Stern uh, for now, um, quite a few code updates as well um, uh, uh, this month. Uh, we've seen co- code updates for Deadpool, Batman, Beatles, Guardians of the Galaxy, Aerosmith, and another update for KISS, which I think is uh, basically some bug fixing on the previous update of KISS, which was last month, which was a big surprise for uh, for many. So, um, And yet still no... Um, Ghostbusters update, which will uh, annoy a number of people, or uh, I'm sure it's coming, but uh, every, every time another code update comes out, there's always the chorus of, where's the Ghostbusters code? Yeah, not to mention Wheel of Fortune. Oh, well, yes. Any day now, I'm told. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, moving on to um, Spooky Pinball. Yeah, um, so... TNA. Um, Total they, nuclear they, annihilation, that is. Yeah, good, good point. Um, that was that was going to max out on the current run at 550 units. Right. Uh, that was expected to have been 
done by now. Um, I'm not sure that actually well, they've reached that number and moved and Dunley um, moves towards starting production on on the next title, which is of course Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. Right. Uh, have you heard anything from uh, from Wisconsin? Well, what I understood is that, um, as far as I, um, the all the games that have uh, been ordered have been built, and they're uh, so that doesn't mean that they reached uh, 550 yet. But the games they are building now are games, so they have any uh, games in stock. And if you call Spooky and you want to order TNA, it, they might have it immediately in stock, and they can ship it to you right away. And um, from what I um, sort of understood, um, let's say there are less than 30 games away from uh, finishing up. Right. So that, that, that presumably means that uh, TNA is, is officially their most successful game to date. Yes. Well, congratulations right, to Scott so. and the team. Right. Yeah. So, and... Um, uh, obviously, the game might be taken into production uh, again after Alice Cooper if there is demand. But uh, if you don't want to wait that long, you can order a game right now at Spooky. And um, yeah, and they have some in stock, right? Right. So, um, moving on. Uh, looking at my uh, my notes here. <laughs> I'm wondering what we're going to cover next. It's exciting. Okay, so Homepin has been uh, building a uh, new batch of um, Thunderbird pinball, and apparently a container of games shipped uh, shipped out the door earlier this month. And if I'm not mistaken, that container is heading for Australia. Well, hopefully that that includes the the uh, the games which were, were bought early. By uh, Australian buyers, and uh, and there was a there's a bit of a, a hoo ha about um, them not getting the games, and who was going to pay for shipping, and how shipping was going to be arranged. So uh, hopefully that's all been sorted out now, and those those games are, uh, if not already arrived in Australia, are on their way. Right. So, and um, it's also worth noting that um, on their Facebook page, Homepin posted that they are now using metal pellets. Um, which they uh, actually um, screw the games on uh, for shipment. Uh, they had a couple of incidences uh, where um, games got damaged during transport, apparently either to due to um, uh, uh, wooden pellets not not being um, um, well, basically failing in what they should be doing, um, or games falling off a, off a pallet. So in this case, with the games being basically uh, bolted to the pallet, um, they should not fall off. And uh, and it's, since it's a metal pallet, um, it should be, um, what's the word, sturdier than wooden mm. pallets, or last longer. Yes, I would guess they would bend rather than snap as a wooden pallet would. But it's surprising that uh, it's cost-effective for them to do that. I know uh, the cost of uh, various products in China um, 
or can be surprising, um, as Mike has explained various times now, it's often cheaper to make, or at least no more expensive, to, to make stainless steel parts than it is regular steel parts. So maybe they have a very good line on uh, on on the metal they're using for the pallets, and uh, they're getting a good deal for that. That doesn't make the game, you know, any or doesn't increase their production costs too much. Right. Okay. So, um, so that covers HomePin. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. they're still manufacturing parts for more games, so um, that will keep them busy. And they are working on a second game, but there's no real news on that. No, no. Um, although uh, various hints have been given over over time as to, as to what that title is, um, Mike well, hasn't actually announced it yet. Right, but it should be uh, the game is uh, supposed to be aiming at the Chinese market. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of the Chinese market, um, that um, reminds me of a photo or a video I saw um, earlier today um, coming by on my Facebook, where a Japanese company um, came out with a uh, Space Invaders themed pinball machine. It was Taito, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, And interestingly enough, um, the the hardware layout of that game is exactly the same as Super Pong Pong uh, Bar, which is a game that was um, shown, um, I think, last year at the Amusement Expo show in Las Vegas. It's by a Taiwanese company called uh, Wetche. They even advertised for that game in Pinball Magazine number 5. Um, so you can look up the ad over there. Um, but this, uh, the Taito game, apparently has um, different artwork on the playfield, I would say, but the layout is exactly the same. So, and um, it appears to be a sort of a, a multi-ball game where the multiple balls are launched at the same time, and it, it's a head-to-head game. So, basically, you're trying to flip the balls over to the other side of uh, of your opponent's playfield. Yeah, it's a bit like uh, Joust or those Elvin uh, um, G soccer ball and uh, th- those types of games. Uh, it's actually entitled uh, Space Invaders Pinball Jam. Um, and it seems to have a fairly simplistic looking layout on the playfield. Right. Uh, but it is, um, as you say, it's a multi ball game with, and it looks like it has sort of um, almost rubberized balls to it. So it's, it's not like proper, proper steel pinballs. Um, but it is a, a sort of a, a flipping frenzy to try and try and um, keep the balls in your opponent's side and uh, and hit various targets on their side rather than uh, no, just like just like joust and um, and well basically every game pretty much that uh, employs head to head play. Right. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting that they're they're. Um, they're thinking that physical pinball is the way to go, rather than uh, than uh, using a sort of uh, you know a, a video pinball version, which would be quite easy to do. Right. Well, it might be a refreshing game for um, the Japanese um, arcades. Yeah, which... it could be fun for for redemption play as well. I'd have thought. Right. So, um, so there's that, and um, okay, let's move on to uh, Jersey Jack. Yes. Um, so the um, the collector edition of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, which um, uh, that is that uh, remind me, is, is, that's that's the base version. No, that that's, right? the, that's that the 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 limited one. Oh, the, the limited edition. Okay. Well, the the, the super limited, uh, if you how you want to call it. So the the most expensive model. 
Right, okay. And that is now being shipped, is that right? Or being yes. manufactured and shipped. Yes. Uh, that's now on the line. Um, and to go with that, they have a, a code update as well, which is um, version 0.98. Um, not quite version 1, not quite fully featured, but almost. Yeah, that's quite worrisome, actually, because that means that they're still putting more into the game, and there's already plenty. Well, maybe putting more, maybe maybe uh, making sure what they put in works properly. You know, they may not be adding more features. True, true. Right. We spoke last time, and um, and in our our Christmas wish list about about simpler, more uh, easily understood game rules. So uh, hopefully, they're not making them even more complex than they already are. Hopefully not, but oh well, we'll see. So, and um, on a, uh, a side note. Um, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, everybody is familiar with uh, Jack Warnieri, uh, founder of uh, Jersey Jack Pitbull, and he became a grandfather again. His uh, daughter Jen, who is also working at the company, uh, gave birth to Gary Salvatore Di Cosmo. Oh, okay. And that was, a, I think, it was a, on, on Christmas Day, if I'm not mistaken. Well, congratulations to them and to everyone in the family. Exactly. So, and um, what do I hear? Is it your phone ringing? Oh, oh, hang on. Uh, no, no, it's not, actually. Oh, no. Hold on. Is it yours? Could be, but I don't know where my... Yeah, it's me. I think it... Oh, well. Speak of the devil, uh, I'd say. You're such... Oh, with the name... Gary. Right. Oh, wow. Well, what's Gary Stern doing calling at this time? You should know that we're doing this podcast. I'm sure you told him. Uh, I didn't tell him, and it's not Gary Stern. Oh, well, who is it then? Uh, it's the other Gary. The Oh, that Gary. Gary Flower. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. So, oh, well, I expect he's got some, some really exciting news to share with us. Right. You, um, you should answer it and find out what it is he's got, because we can include it in the podcast. Okay, so let's okay, let's find out. Let's switch over to Gary. What? Growing <coughs> up, he does it every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time I want to reach out for my phone and answer his call, he's gone. Oh, it's almost almost like he knows you're about to answer. I wonder if he's listening to us. Oh my god, I'm oh. Well, that's uh, that have to remain our New Year's resolution then to get him on the show. Right. Yeah. So let's hope uh, in 2019 we'll finally manage to get him on the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely arrange for him to to make a special appearance and and bring us some some late breaking industry news. Right. Okay. So um, moving on. Um, mm. There was an interesting yes. um, uh, post on Facebook um, concerning the uh, Texas Pitbull Festival, and, um, and well, not so much the festival, but apparently um, the uh, organi- organizers of the Texas Pitbull Festival have also been working in setting up a Texas Pitbull Museum. Yes, that was a, a bit of a shock, but. Uh it's exciting news. Um, I haven't got any more details of, of it other than the picture that was on Facebook um, showing the, the exterior of, of the uh, of the unit that they're in. It, lo- it looked a bit like an office to me rather than having a big sort of shop window to to show what uh, what they have inside. But maybe well, that's uh, maybe that's just a, another tease, like a stern-like tease showing us what what's coming. Well, you never know how big the building behind the door is. So Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's, that is exciting, and uh, they, they do hope to be up and running by the time of the, of the Texas show uh, in March. So, right. uh, Well, I hope so, too. So that gives us at least somewhere to go uh, now that we're not going to Deep Ruth. Well, just they're not coming to us doesn't mean we're not going to them, of course. Right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that was um, that was the museum and uh, the latest addition to the Texas Pinball Show, or Texas Pinball Festival, um, lineup of guests was added. Well, uh, um, is... Barry Osler has been confirmed to be in attendance as well. Yep, so Barry is obviously working at uh, Deep Root in San Antonio and um, might be able to share a little uh, information about what's going on down there um, in the absence of uh, Deep Root themselves launching their their, their games at, at the Texas Pinball Festival. But, you know, there'll be a lot going on anyway. Right. So um, so we mentioned a, a couple of code updates for uh, mm. games. Um, American Pinball also uh, released a code update for Houdini. It was like magic appearance. <laughs> Here's a new code update. <laughs> wow. Uh, do we know what, what's in it? Is it, is it uh, no. a significant one? Okay. I have no idea. No. Obviously, they're they're working hard on uh, on on Oktoberfest. the Oktoberfest to uh, to the market and getting that ready for launch, um, or for uh, production, I suppose. Um, so it's good that they're still still working on a few a few tweaks for Houdini as well. So right, nice to see. And um, and talking of of code updates, um, one which uh, came across my radar in the past uh, week or so was a rather unexpected um, code. I don't even call it an update, but a, a code variation maybe for Revenge from Mars. Wow. Yeah, exactly. After all this time. Uh, 1999, uh, and it comes out in 2019, so a 20-year anniversary almost. Right. Uh, Jim Askey of My Pinballs um, has been working on um, making some some tweaks and a couple of uh, new features in the game. Uh, they're not not sort of groundbreaking in um, in terms of how the game plays, but he's added a new hurry up feature to it and, and um, some new championship, um, some you know where you enter initials for getting the most. Uh, there's one for like missiles and hip, hip, hypno beams destroyed, and uh, and some underlying code and um, service menu changes as well. So uh, I would say go rush over and, and download that at um, I think it's mypinballs.com. Yeah, mypinballs.com uh, version 2.0, um, where you can uh, download the code and look at all the the changes that have been made in version two. Uh, but as I say, I was going to say just rush over and download it, install it. But um, of course, that that uses ROMs, doesn't it? EPROMs, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. On the um, unless you're running um, one of the emulators, in which case it'd be a lot easier. But um, if, in that, uh, if you still got an original game, you'd have to burn some some EPROMs and uh, get or have somebody else burn them for you and install that. So uh, okay. anyway, go and have a look. See if you think it's worth a while. Yeah. Um, I think it is, and, um, and if you'd like it, um, feel free to make a donation and support Jim's work. Actually, I think you just uh, unintentionally mentioned something that actually would have been very, very cool um, if there would be an official 20th anniversary um, uh, update for uh, for a game. Or, I mean, it could be a 25th anniversary game for another game. Um, for, but, but something like that, of course, is very unlikely to happen 
Um, well, one, one might say maybe that's what's planned for Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that could work. Yeah, so, but yeah. it's a it's a fun idea, something. Um, so, um, oh well, but that's up to manufacturers or or people um, uh, hacking games and so on. And I guess for um, Chicago Gaming, uh, that sort of applies to um, uh, Monster Bash, the remake that is. Um, yeah, good which, point. which is like a 21st year uh, anniversary kind of remake kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, one more one more item of, of news, which is a bit, uh, slightly sad news. Uh, was last uh, a couple of days ago, there was a, a, a big uh, collection of uh, pinballs in Germany, which was destroyed when the when the fire when fire burnt through the uh, the building. Uh, that was uh, Ingo Kramer's uh, collection, over a hundred games. Oh, there. I'm sorry to hear that. It is um, it is devastating, I'm sure. But uh, fortunately, nobody no no uh, human lives were were lost, or uh, and there were no injuries. But um, uh, seeing all that work he put into building out that collection destroyed is uh, is really uh, devastating, and, um, and and apparently it wasn't insured either. The building was, but the collection wasn't. Um, so it was it was rumoured that it might have been started by a, a car that was parked outside catching fire, and then that spread to the building. But uh, um, anyway, let's uh, let's not dwell too much on that. Um, but uh, some just a reminder to make sure. Uh, you keep your collections and and yourselves um, safe and um, and ensure your collection if you uh, if you're concerned about anything like that happening. It's uh, not necessarily a, a huge amount of money if you can add it onto your household insurance. Um, it's a bit different if you have a, um, a completely separate operation. But uh, insuring your pinballs is, uh, is won't bring them back, but might make it easy to replace them. Right, and uh, also note that this isn't the first fire uh, destroying pinballs this year. Apparently, earlier this year in Australia, also a complete game room went up in flames. Oh my goodness! Well, it's uh, it's more common than you, than you might think. Then, so uh, make sure you, you check everything, check your wiring, and make sure there's no there's no fire risk there. Right. So, um, um, well, hopefully. Um, uh, Ingo will um, recover and um, uh, won't leave the hobby after this. Yes. Um, Let's hope so. Let's uh, send him all our, our best wishes anyway. Right. Um, so. Hope hope 20, 2019 starts out a, uh, in a much better way than 2018 finished. Right. So, and that, uh, wow, this is really amazing. I mean, <laughs> we're less than 40 minutes on the way and we're done. Unbelievable. Well, December is always a bit of a quiet time, what with uh, the holiday season and uh, and things being held back until the start of uh, the next year. So uh, uh, it's not really too surprising, but we hope you had a lovely time over the, the festive period and uh, looking forward to 2019 being an exciting year for pinball. Um, I'm going back to working on my look back at um, the whole of 2018 uh, in a in a long article for Pinball News, which is taking even longer than I thought because quite a lot happened last year. Right. And um, r- wrapping it all up into one article is taking some, some work. Um, and I'm sure you're going to be John- um, busy, Jonathan, as well over the next uh, next few days and, and weeks. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, at some point I should probably start working on um, the next issue of Pinball Magazine. Um, but for now I'm still... Um, busy with other 
project that I'm working on. So I'm not in a real rush. Um, Pitbull Magazine number five came out in August, and um, ah, I give it a couple of more months, and then I start working on uh, on the next issue, I guess. Yeah, excellent. Well, we're all looking forward to that. This is, is that still the the Python Angelo um, um, as edition, I'm currently planning? Yes. Right. Okay. So good. And um, and may I remind people that? It, sorry. Is <laughs> <laughs> it plenty of material to work with there? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and um, well, speaking of printed uh, uh, publications on Pinball, um, there has been um, that publication that was uh, Pinball Adventures. Uh, but the quality um, was uh, sort of lacking, I'd say. Um, I did receive my copy of um, the first print of that that book, and I can see where other people are complaining about the quality, and um, that's a pity. Um, I even understood that there is now a second print, which is actually, oddly enough, smaller sized than uh, than the first print, and uh, the paper is a little bit thicker, but n- still not glossy or anything like that, and still not as thick as it should be. So, yeah, does, does that have all the um, not all, but does it have uh, the the grammatical errors and the the typesetting issues sorted out? You know, in the in the in the new version, you know, like the, the I think there's a repeated section and. Um, Spell checking and uh, all that kind of stuff. Proofreading basically wasn't wasn't really done on on it before before it went to press the first time. Do you right. know that's well, been? Do you know if that's been addressed in in the reprint? I have seen people asking about that uh, on pin site, but I haven't seen a confirmation that it uh, that they actually fixed things. Uh, although it would seem odd that uh, I mean the, the Doctor Dude chapter had the text for Whitewater. Um, it would seem odd to me if they did at least not fix that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, uh, that sort of all ended a little acrimoniously, didn't it? With uh, with the publisher and Todd um, having given their versions of what happened, um, and yeah. it's uh, it's clear that it wasn't wasn't a uh, exactly how, <laughs> wasn't how either of them were anticipating it turning out. Right. Still, um, at least they came out with something, <laughs> uh, which can't be said for the um, uh, the thirty years of Stern pinball book that has been in anticipation of those who funded it uh, for almost two years now. Mm, perhaps they're going to do the anniversary. Perhaps it will be the 30th anniversary of the 30th anniversary. Ooh. That's when it will come out. <laughs> right. Um, oh, well. There's um, 2019 around the corner, and maybe they will get it done this uh, next year. So let's hope for that. Yes, well, um, let us uh, wrap this up then and and wish you all the very best for uh, enjoyable and safe and happy celebrations for the start of 2019. And the same to you. Thank you. And and let's hope that uh, 2019 brings plenty of excitement and a very positive type of excitement uh, to the pinball world and and to you uh, and all our listeners. So uh, with that, I think we'll, we'll wish everyone... Um, a very happy time, and um, we'll see you at the next Pinball uh, Free Pinball News, Pinball Magazine, Pinball Podcast, uh, which will be at the latest at the end of January, the start of February. Um, but we will be getting together at the EAG show in London in the middle of the month. So who knows what will come out of that? Maybe we'll we'll have some um, exclusive interviews that we want to bring you earlier. But uh, 
until either of those things happen, um, it's, uh, it's goodbye from me. And for me as well. Uh, wishing you uh, all the best for 2019. And uh, on behalf of Martin and me, thanks for listening and happy new year. year.